Early on in my career, I made the decision to not allow myself to get typecast. So if you look at a lot of my, I'd say the majority of my work, I'm not playing an Asian character. I was very, very clear with myself about the boundaries that I would set because, you know, once you start peddling into these uh, like geisha roles or ninja roles or, yeah. It's outrageous. I don't know, sexy, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Asian, I don't know, whatever. So I wanted to kind of stay away from that. So a lot of the roles I've been taking on have been normal people roles, if that makes any sense. It could have been cast with any diversity. Some of the roles, even any gender. Good. Yeah. Well, but I've gotten pretty good at the selfie game, on. I was going to say, a little, uh, little selfie action, a <laughs> little uh, duck face selfie there, uh, Jackie, a little... Uh, 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 I try to stay away from the duck face. Uh, I'm built up here and there. Good, good. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> One of my favorite characters growing up was Catwoman. Yeah. And like you know not only is she just like super sexy and amazing every rendition of her but she wasn't necessarily a bad person she was just kind of doing whatever it is that she wanted to do or needed to do and i thought that was so liberating you know absolutely she had a bit of mystery to her too i think that's nice yeah definitely a little mystery is nice (laughs) someone that hides behind the mask Mm -hmm. it's kind of i don't know maybe we're all hiding behind masks there yeah yeah Yeah. that's true (laughs) good evening folks and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole, and I'm your host and the producer of this show. And I'm broadcasting live there on the Mixler app. Shout out to everybody that has tuned in live. But I'm broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun is starting to set here, and that beautiful, beautiful moonlight will soon be upon us. Thanks so much for joining me on this broadcast live here tonight i want to remind all of our listeners that you can catch all the episodes of this show if you subscribe to our podcast there on itunes you can also find us on stitcher TuneIn, soundcloud and google play remember if you're someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast make sure you reach out to me via the contact link that is on our website there when you have one requirement just make sure that you have some skin in the game and by skin in the game certainly need to have a few credits under your belt we value that for credibility and my gosh i've got to have something to talk about (laughs) i also want to encourage you to follow us on twitter there at cinema after dark for the latest show updates remember this is an information and discussion based podcast we do not censor our guests and we sure the hell do not censor ourselves so please keep in mind that there might be views and opinions expressed on the show that may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. We've got a wonderful, wonderful guest tonight, somebody that I've been really excited about having on this program by the name of Jackie Dallas. And for those that are familiar and unfamiliar with Jackie, let me give you a little bit of a a bio and kind of step into her world here. Jackie Dallas is a full-time actress based out of San Francisco Bay Area, best known for her role as Jen, Mr. Clark's girlfriend in the Netflix hit series Stranger Things, one of my favorite shows. Some of her upcoming works include the international drama series Desires of the Heart, a feature film Diverted Eden. Other notable projects include playing the pregnant Maggie in the spoof Not Another Zombie movie, the dystopian leather-clad villain in Papa Roach's music video Fear, and working with Michael Fassbender, another one of my favorites, and the critically acclaimed Steve Jobs. Jackie's acting work has taken her all across the country, and now she's excited to be 
be producing her first feature film, a psychological thriller, again, one of my favorites there, called Look Into the Fire. And let me bring her on this podcast here. How are you, Jackie? How's it going? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. It is a pleasure to have you on the show tonight. I appreciate you coming out here and hanging out with us. And shout out to the folks in the chat and those who are listening to this live. So, yeah, yeah. it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Now, kind of want to dive right in. We've got much to discuss here. And I'd like to start with your backstory. Give our listeners a little bit of context. Would you mind sharing where you were born and raised and how you got started in this whole entertainment thing? Yeah, how I got started in this crazy industry, huh? No, right, <laughs> isn't it? My God. Well, I was born, I was actually born in upstate New York. Yeah. What but area? I moved, but by we, the way. Uh, Syracuse. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. kind of, uh, yeah, I was up in Syracuse, but I moved to Florida when I was like five years old, so oh. <laughs> I don't remember much of <laughs> oh, <my>. upstate New York. <laughs> you avoided yeah. the snow then? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I <laughs> later, but um, uh. yeah, my... My childhood was uh, based out of Florida, a little beach boonie town in central Florida on the East Coast. Mm, yeah. And I grew up kind of, I guess I started dabbling in acting when I was really young. I did a lot of uh, like drama stuff, you know, local theater productions, children's theater, summer camp theaters, you know, all of that stuff that you can do at, you know, small towns. Oh, yeah. It definitely wasn't a big market, so I didn't have tv film commercial opportunities when i was younger but mm -hmm. i definitely had a passion for it i've lived in a bunch of places lived in the caribbean for a while went back up to new york but moved to the city lived in chicago for a while and kind of did a little bit of acting here and there whenever i could you know afford to with my time and my schedule and my career right right and then about three years ago i kind of decided that i was like tired of being an adult and <laughs> working responsible <laughs> jobs so I uh, made the leap to say, you know, screw it, move to California, let's see what happens, and here I am. Oh, fantastic. Very cool. Now, huh, that's quite a bit. What's the point where you realize you could do this acting thing professionally, though? Was it that point? Was it just... Yeah. Because you, you do got to take that leap, and, you know, doing it, it professionally is different than wanting to do it. It's It's certainly a commitment that you... You've got to make and you've got to have a plan. and Definitely, definitely. I feel like the whole uh, building up to making that decision, I mean, going from hobbyist to a dreamer to actually just taking that leap and doing it, I mean, that takes a, that takes a good year or so. Right, yeah. <laughs> At least. least. Absolutely. To kind of, you know, contemplate your options and convince yourself that you're not being dumb. Yeah, for me it was it was about three years ago, right before I moved to California. I was uh, I was working I was working in the healthcare system. That's yeah. what I got my degree in, and you know I felt, gosh, it was such a shame to like not enjoy that work because I'd worked so hard for it up until that point. But I was doing a lot of kind of acting on the side as a hobby at that point. Mm -hmm. On the weekends and the evenings, you know, some independent film stuff, just, I don't know, not even anything professional, really just hanging out with friends and like shooting something in their backyard. Oh, no, that's cool, though. Yeah, at least you, <laughs> you were, know you know, like yeah. everyone, everyone starts somewhere. So, Absolutely. Doing, you know, I really liked it. I, I, I didn't even care that these weren't like these Hollywood productions. I was like, I'm just enjoying my time in front of the camera, really getting back to like what my passions were and I got some really good feedback, you know, I had people come up and tell me like, oh, it's such a great job, you know, I really enjoyed this, and I saw you in this, and little by little, it kind of built my confidence. I think we as actors kind of all suffer from a, a level of insecurity about watching our own work and right. <laughs> putting yeah. ourselves out there, but yeah. 
creatives in general, I think, Jackie, it's such a vulnerable yeah. position, you know? Because yeah. you're literally putting yourself out there, right. you know? Like, are you're the face of it, you're the voice of it, you're the product, so to speak. So, yeah. So that yeah. that kind of encouraged me, and I, I don't know, I just made the decision. And wow. so I moved here, had a little bit of a savings, had a good support system. Oh, that's good. I was just going to ask you that if you had some support. I did, yes. I have a wonderful husband who nice. who was very understanding. <laughs> right, right. Good, good. So I guess he moved with you, or how did that work out? Were you somewhere else, and then you guys were like, I'm going to yeah, so come out this? We, it was, it was kind of, it's kind of a, kind of bounced around here. So we had met when I was living in New York City. We were both working together at the time, mm-hmm. and I had gotten relocated over to Chicago. Wow. So I had a different job opportunity in Chicago. And so we did long distance and the plan was for him to get a job in Chicago. Yeah. This is like pre me being an actor sort of situation. And he ended up getting a really good offer here in California, which (laughs) by then I'd endured one of the winters in Chicago. And as much as I love that city, I absolutely hate snow. (laughs) Um, I hear you. Coming from Florida, keep in mind, I'm a Florida girl. so. And negative 40 degree weather i was oh, like no. this it's like ungodly so oh yes he got offered a job in california and i said hey honey why don't you go to california and i'll meet you there so he ended up moving to california and that's when i made the decision like obviously i'm going to come here and since i would have to you know start everything all over anyways i was kind of thinking you know california is kind of a you know that's where hollywood is yeah <laughs> <laughs> see how this goes and if right. it doesn't work out then you know, we'll deal with that, you know, if that happens. But I gave myself a year to see how that would work out. And it's been three years now, so I'm still going. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's cool because, uh, you know, I, I'm curious. I was curious about that because I think a lot of folks don't realize what kind of happens behind the scenes. You know, there's a lot of things that have to work out. You've got to have somewhere to stay. It's nice if you've got a support group going into it. There's a lot of commitments and things that you have to make just to, to make this thing happen. No doubt about that. A lot of sacrifices, I'll say. Definitely a lot of sacrifices, especially in the beginning. Not just sacrifice for you, but just pretty much anyone who's around you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's such a sacrifice because your time is crazy. Like our our schedules get crazy. It's just a different type of animal. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. By the way, shout out to those in the chat. If you have a question for Jackie, feel free to post that in the chat box there, and we'll try to get that question over to her. But I appreciate you all tuning in. I see you all in there. Very cool. <laughs> now, is there anything you wish you would have known, Jackie, prior to this whole industry experience that you've kind of learned now that you obviously have two feet on the ground? Oh, let's see. Anything I wish so much I wish I had known. One, when you get started, do as much as you can. Learn as much as you can. Get out there. Meet as many people as you can. This industry is a lot of networking and a lot of who you know. So when you're getting started, it's really difficult, especially if you're new to the location like I was. I just moved here and you're new to the industry. So I didn't know what I was talking about. I, you know, it was just (laughs) I was definitely the noob on set doing background (laughs) and listening to everyone talk and being like, oh, my God, everyone's so famous. But no, it's, it's a really good, quick way to learn by interacting with as many people as you can and just being on set as much as you can. I know after a certain point, people start saying like, oh, well, I don't do background work anymore or, oh, I only talk to SAG people. But honestly, 
everyone has something to offer and everyone has different insights. Even working, you know, when you're getting started doing like student films, taking these small roles, just right. kind of learning what you look like on camera. Oh, yes. And so true. putting yourself on camera mm-hmm. as much as you can in the beginning is so helpful. Like I wish I had, I have a studio set up in my apartment now where I've got, you know, my, my camera, my tripod, my lights and everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I do now is before I go into an audition, even if it's an in-person audition, yeah. I'll record myself at home as part of my like rehearsing, practicing routine That's because smart. ultimately Absolutely. at the end of the day, they record you in the audition. So right. even if it's in person, they're recording you so that they can send that to the directors and the producers. And if you don't know what you look like on camera or you're not used to that, man, the first couple of times you see yourself, <laughs> it's just like you just cringe the entire time. You know? You're like, oh, yes. I Oh, my face looked like that. Yeah, it's so true. It's kind of like hearing your voice for the first time. Like when you hear, or sometimes like I hear my voice and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is what I sound like. You have a great voice. Oh, thank you. you thank you. Oh, you. Thank you. But I, I yeah, it's, it's weird. It's kind of trippy when you get to see yourself on camera. That's always freaky. You know, I even get freaked out by photos. But I guess, how does it feel for you now? Obviously, you've been captured in many frames. Does a photo still kind of freak you out or... You got, um, you got it down. It depends. You know, I mean, like, it still catches me off guard sometimes. Like, I'll see some candid shots where I'll be in the middle of talking and my mouth is just doing this <laughs> really ridiculous thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the one that's posted. But I've gotten pretty good at the selfie game. I'll I was going to say a little, uh, <laughs> little selfie action, a little uh, duck face selfie there, uh, Jackie, a little. Yeah. Uh, uh, I try to stay away from the duck face. Uh, I'm built <laughs> okay. here and there. Good, good. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Um, oh, my. When it comes to videos, like right. seeing yourself on camera as far as like, you know, video recordings, that's so different, right? Because you don't have like, you can't capture like a perfect moment. It's like a sequence of, you know. Yep. Point A to point B um, in between. Right. It's pretty strange. I think one of the things you have to learn is how to distinguish what actually looks bad and doesn't work for the camera versus what you are just hung up with on your own like insecurities or your own you know because like there's a couple of things about my face that i'm like oh my god i like you know i wish this was this or i wish that was that but yeah you know the average person doesn't notice those things it's all in your head it's like the person is like oh you know one eye is different from the other or right good point you know, mm-hmm. one leg is shorter than the other you know whatever everyone's got their own little like particulars or like oh i don't like the bridge of my nose yeah most people don't notice these things. So yeah, you have right. to kind of get over yourself. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and just be really objective about it. Yeah. Uh, and there's no Photoshop there when you're, uh, you know, when you're on, when the lights are running, there's no Photoshop. Right, right, right. right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so and so actually true. an opposite, it's like now everything's shot in 4K. So, oh my. Yeah, I mean, everything every shows. blemish, everything shows. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you got to be very comfortable with every freckle, every wrinkle. <laughs> Absolutely. By the way, I want to dive into some of your recent work in a bit here but i want to ask you about some of your performances if there's anything that kind of sticks out as one of your favorites thus far oh well yeah stranger things is definitely up there oh yes you know i'm still kind of riding on that wave of success which has really been uh it's just been a crazy ride yeah congratulations that's just awesome thank you thank you so much that was you know that's probably my biggest like most popular most (laughs) well-known credit to date oh yeah and that was a really cool thing being on like you know a a big professional like Hollywood production and, you know, having my own like real trailer and having, you know, it was just, it was so surreal. Like I'm so used to working in the indie film circuit Yeah, Mm -hmm. that we kind of wear a lot of hats, right? Right. Like you want a bottled water, like you kind of need to go to craft and get it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) We'll not have a trailer. You've got like a, you know, Uh, someone's bedroom that's been converted to holding with like six other people. Right. Right. Um, 
the glamorous side of things. But right. yeah, being on a professional set was like, whoa. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to that. We'll, let's we'll hold your thunder okay. on that. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. No, no, no worries. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, I definitely want to pick your brain about that experience a bit more here uh, shortly. Now, is there a character or role that you've wanted to play, Jackie, but you haven't had that opportunity to play that yet? Hmm. I've wanted a superhero. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> what kind though? Would you want to be, you know, the superhero or the villain? Oh, you know, actually, yeah, let me clarify. I think being a super, well, maybe not even super villain is the oh. right word. I definitely think that villains have more fun than heroes. I do too. You know, you're not constrained by the same sort of like moral boxes. Right. Right. I feel that the most interesting characters to me though, are not necessarily straight villains. They're kind of neutral. They're just maybe how do i say it? like selfish absolutely <laughs> like, yeah serving you know mm-hmm. uh, like one of my favorite characters growing up was catwoman yeah and it's like you know not only is she just like super sexy and amazing every rendition of her but yeah so true she wasn't necessarily a bad person she was just kind of doing whatever it is that she wanted to do or needed to yeah. do and i thought that was so liberating oh, you yeah, know absolutely she had a bit of mystery to her too i think that's nice mm-hmm. yeah a definitely think, a little mystery is nice yeah, <laughs> someone that hides behind the mask Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we're all hiding behind masks there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's cool though. <laughs> Any you know modern day recent superhero movies kind of stick out to you? I'm a huge fan of the entire Marvel universe. Oh yes, every single character, every single film is just it's been. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> oh my, me too. It's um, just fantastic. It's a popcorn flicks is what I call them, but they're so fun. There's so much fun. Even Guardians of the Galaxy when oh, the yes. first one came out. I yeah. saw the previews and I was kind of like, well, I don't know. I think Marvel's kind of stretching on this one. But I <laughs> saw it and I was like, I died. I thought oh, it was my. so much better than I expected. I, yeah. was like, I love this so good, much. And good for laughs. That's a good, like, you can go to those movies with anybody and, and have a good time. That's what mm-hmm. I like about it. Like, any mm-hmm. type of superhero movie, it's always a good good time. Absolutely. And it's so big now. I mean, everything that they're doing now is just amazing. It's amazing what they're doing right. in this. Right. The foresight that it like it just for them to have created so many characters and subplots and have it all interwoven together. I mean, years in advance, you yeah. know, Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Now back to acting for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you yeah. something about that again, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's got their wish list. Is there anybody that you want to work with right now? That's somebody that's really like you would just drop everything and. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's so many inspirations right now. One actor that I'd always respected and would love to work with is Bradley Cooper. Oh yes, mm-hmm. he's so talented. He's so versatile. You know, he first came out on uh, Hangovers when I first saw him. Right. And I was like, kind of like, yeah, you know, I've got a little crush on this guy. He's funny, he's cute, he's charismatic. You know, <laughs> oh, double make hair, let's go get drunk. But then he like completely transformed into this, you know, multifaceted like actor with. Oh, is it called Silver Linings Playbook? Oh, yes. And, and mm-hmm. you know, he just has so many, so many good movies, yeah. so many good roles. And he's really demonstrated his capabilities as a talented actor, not just a pretty face. Yeah, Another thing I really respect is that he's been huge in helping out for uh, female equality in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. He has uh, been rather vocal about that. Yes. And mm-hmm. I totally respect that. I've heard that he's taken pay cuts so that, uh, you know, his yes, co-stars, co-stars can pay yeah. right. same as him. Good point. I think that's really, really awesome, really big of him. Constance Wu, she's oh, yeah. she's on my radar as well, you know, yeah. being Asian. Absolutely. <laughs> she's been really vocal, and she's done so much for us, just kind of, you know, bringing everything to 
the spotlight, really. And it's kind of it's controversial, you know. There's been so many things that have happened and mm-hmm. uh, continue to be happening. You know, Hawaiian Five-O, that that whole situation. Oh my God, that yeah. After leaving. Yep. It's very relevant, and I think that she is in a wonderfully unique position to be vocal about it. You know, it's it's tough to be vocal about these things without without fear of being uh, blacklisted. Yeah, it's so true. Having yep. and so. I really respect her for, you know, speaking out on the behalf of all of us who can't. Right. Salute to that. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting how that is in this industry. How you have to mm-hmm. kind of bite your tongue sometimes, but then sometimes when you don't bite your tongue, that's when you start to get your name out there. So it's it's a right. delicate balance, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. By the way, you, when you talked about her and your career, have you ever got typecast because of your ethnicity? Mm, sure. That happens, of course. Yeah. And there's different kinds of typecasting, you know, there's, there's good typecasting and then there's, you know, obviously not so great typecasting. Yeah. Early on in my career, I made the decision to not allow myself to get typecast. So Mm. if you look at a lot of my, I'd say the majority of my work, I'm not playing an Asian character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was very, very clear with myself about the boundaries that I would set because you know, once you start peddling into these uh, like geisha roles or ninja roles or It's outrageous. I don't know, sexy, yep. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Asian, I don't know, whatever. So I wanted to kind of stay away from that. So a lot of the roles I've been taking on have been normal people roles, if that makes any sense. It Absolutely. could have been cast with any diversity. Some of the roles, even any gender. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. I, want, well, I had to ask you that. I want to get your yeah. perspective on that. But we, I still get a lot of requests. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> stop. It doesn't stop the industry from being like, oh, hey, you're Asian. Yeah. How do you feel about, you know, playing with these swords? Well, yikes, that's brutal. It'd be great if I knew how to play swords, but (laughs) it's it's just, and and it's funny because I think certain actors feel certain ways about that. I had a gentleman on the podcast who's, you know, a heavyset guy and he said he embraced that whole caricature and now it works for him. Gets a ton of work because of that. Right, right, right. It's a weird balance. You had somebody on who was a blonde sort of busting. She said she always plays that sexy role because something that uh, she can do rather easily but then in the same sense i don't i wouldn't uh, personally i wouldn't want to get typecast or only do certain types of roles because i think as an actor or any type of creator you want to flex that creative muscle there so yeah yeah we have a saying it's It's like you know being typecast is not a bad thing because you're being cast right (laughs) so it definitely equals roles i think it's a different of perspective of like if you're being character typecast or if you are like the uh, example that you had mentioned was the heavyset guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's almost a character type, right? right? Mm-hmm. Just like there are people that have made wonderful careers playing like the nerdy guy yeah. or playing that awkward high schooler or, or the punk rocker, you know, like mm-hmm. there people have a certain brand that they, you know, that they, they work off of. If that's a brand that works for you, and is successful for you. And like you said, most importantly, something that you're okay doing, yeah. by all means, go for it. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> who am I to say, like, don't yeah. do what you're good at. But for me early on, I think it's also because I was born and raised here in the U.S. And I don't, I don't have a lot of these, like, super Asian traits, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Mm-hmm. I try and stay away from like the overly Asian roles because I just think that it's an inaccurate representation of myself. And sometimes I'm just not comfortable to be honest with you. Oh yeah. Right. That's good. Good point. Mm, interesting. 
Good, mm-hmm. good. That's a that's a good thing, I think, personally. Hmm. Interesting uh, way to put it. <laughs> so I didn't yeah. think you were going to say that, and that's uh, very cool that you uh, said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, People assume a lot of things about me, too, as a man of color, being a filmmaker and the types of films that I would like. They assume the type of music that I would like. All types of things folks assume. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting hearing different perspectives from those that aren't in the majority, especially as it relates to the industry, because you're certainly okay. faced with just a little bit of different uh, obstacles, I would say, and different perceptions. Right. So, mm-hmm. And obviously the roles, for that matter, too. So sure. it's good that you're, you know, conscious of that absolutely mm-hmm. by the way and this is cool we got a, a question here from the chat from deborah and it was funny because i was going to transition back to stranger things but she wants to know she says hi max hi jackie jackie how did you hi, deborah. yeah shout out to deborah <laughs> and uh yes how did you land your role in stranger things also how did you prove your citizenship to your bank <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love that she that mentions awesome. that off of my Twitter. Oh my uh, god, that's so funny. Okay, so thanks well, for that question, well, Deborah. Okay, so the Stranger Things role, I actually booked that off of a video audition. Wow. Which is, yeah, I know, I like shocks me even now to this day when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got it. I've got an agent out in the southeast. And Stranger Things filmed in Atlanta. I'm based out of California. Yeah. And it's not just because I was here, but actually a lot of things in the Southeast are video auditions for the first round Mm -hmm. because it's such a broad market. But at the time, keep in mind, Stranger Things was a unheard of show by relatively new directors, Mm -hmm. new producers, an unknown cast with the exception of Winona Ryder and David Harbour. I don't think... I don't know if that was very like atypical for a show of that standing at the time. Uh, I see. So, gotcha. So they, they had a very small role. You remember in the yeah, first season, cool. it's yeah. the one scene. So yeah, yeah they sent me a video. The audition. Yeah. Episode. The bathtub episode. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, I wasn't in a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it should have been more specific there. <laughs> Chapter seven. But yeah, you were saying, you were saying, sorry. Yeah. I sent the, I sent the video out and, uh, you know, kind of, forgot about it because you know that's how we actors are kind of trained to think you know you send it out and forget because otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy wondering like oh did i get the part and about a week later i got a phone call and he was like my agent was like they want you to re like retape they want you to do another version of it and i was like oh that's great and a lot of actors think that having to retape is a bad sign no No, it's not a bad sign at all yeah it's a good thing often yeah Thing. Yeah, consider it a redirect, you Absolutely. know, because you're not a person. So they asked for a second tape, a little bit more, you know, extensive and like other scenes and stuff. And so I, I did all of that and set it in and got the call at like 6 a.m. my time. What? We're there and I like groggily woke up. I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you uh, got the role. I was like, oh my God, it's awesome. So oh my goodness. Super happy, super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like two weeks later, I was on a plane flying out there. Oh my God! And the rest of history. By the way, how long did you shoot for? I was just there for the one day. Cool. My scene for one day, yeah. Nice. So I flew out. We actually finished rather quickly, and I didn't know what to do with myself for the rest of the time. So I think I went to a museum or something. Oh, nice. For the yeah. rest of the day. Oh, good deal though. That's good. That's a that's a good uh, time to spend the time. Wow. So you got on set, and you know, you had your own trailer and everything. Did you get to interact with anybody? Did you meet some folks? Do you still keep in contact with those folks? Yeah. So oh, um, I mean 
scene was with the one actor who plays Mr. Clark, uh, Randy mm-hmm. Havens. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I wish I had the opportunity to meet the kids and stuff, oh my but God, yeah. it, was, you know, it was a different set and we were on location. So it was just, just me and Randy. And yeah, we, we still keep in touch here and there. He's uh, doing awesome things and I'm watching his career grow and it's yeah. just, it's really epic and amazing like what this show has done for so many people yeah it's crazy how that happens you never really know that's one thing i think is a common thread is you just never really know what's going to take off and it's better to just take those opportunities when they come and just kick ass you know definitely definitely yeah just you know lightning strikes (laughs) absolutely sometimes twice (laughs) and three times (laughs) yeah her other question was (laughs) about the uh, citizenship uh (laughs) i think that's awesome I think this needs a little bit of a backstory. Oh my. I guess it's not much of a backstory. It's just, I was, this, this, is a po- this is regarding a post that I had on Twitter. I think my quote was like, I had a, you know, WTF moment. My bank asked me to verify my citizenship. Oh my. And yeah, I logged on to my, you know, my account on the computer. I like went to like pay some bills or something and I wanted to check a few things. And you know how every once in a while they prompt you for like extra security things like is this still your phone number? Oh, yeah. you want to verify whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it's always like, oh sure, whatever. Yes, my same phone number, it's my same address, you know, same thing. This time around it was like, please confirm your citizenship. And I was like, that's interesting. I've never had that question before. And you know, they have my address, they have my location, they have my, you know, like my bank has been my bank for the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it was opened in America. I like I was born here, you know, whatever. So I thought it was very interesting and um, frightful as far as the timing of it all goes, just based on, you know, the political climate of things. Wow. I was going to say, did the Trump card get pulled on you there? My God. That's what I'm wondering. You know, I'm just I'm really curious because they also I think there's a little section on the thing where like they ask about your ethnicity and I don't know, other like whatever relevant questions. Which is funny. My last name is Dallas, so you wouldn't know that I'm ethnic. Basically. Yeah, that's just bizarre. <laughs> yeah. What? It was really weird how I got flagged, and apparently no one else has ever had that question. Yeah, like, I, know I was going to say. Just me, and I was like, hey, log on and just see what happens. Nobody got it, so I was, I just thought that was a little strange. Kind of was like the moment of like Handmaid's Tale kind of thing, you know, like, please yeah. verify. <laughs> I'm like, am I entering a database all of a sudden? <laughs> Yeah, that's a quite a, pro, that's a weird experience there. Thanks for that question. Both questions there, Deborah. Yeah. We're going to move on here and talk about some of your latest work too. Thriller. It's a, in post production. And what was that experience like? Pining. So excited about this. And this is a feature film. This is also a thriller. I'd say it's a cop thriller. Got a little bit of uh, like supernatural elements to it. I play Detective Harris, so I play like one of the main roles in this film where I'm the detective who's in charge of this case and I'm trying to figure out like what is behind all of these murders, you know, all of these deaths that are happening. And the more I dig, the weirder things are. And one of the exciting things about this is I get to work with Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Which, yeah, he's doing really awesome things. Yeah. And this is my second film with him, except the first film, I never got to interact with him. We had all opposite scenes. So I was kind of excited to have a couple of same scenes with him. He plays a priest in this film. Mm -hmm. And stay tuned. uh, I guess it's a. Stay tuned. I know. It's a thriller, so I don't want to give too much away. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll keep it there. That's. That's good stuff. I wonder when that's going to be released. Probably early 20. Yeah. I'm expecting. Yeah. We're almost done filming it. Okay. It's been kind of a little bit here and there. We added a couple of scenes. 
Wow. We are actually going to be wrapped on, I want to say, the first weekend in August. So I'll be down in L.A. and we'll be filming a few more shots there. Awesome. And that should be the end of it. And then it goes all into post and... The magic happens. We'll, we'll yeah. <laughs> By the way, how did you book that job? So this one, I'm I'm very fortunate to work with a good group of uh, filmmakers here in the Bay, and I'd w- worked with them previously on another film called Hunting Season. Mm, Hunting yeah. Season is out available, and that's like you know all fully distributed and such. So I worked with them on that, and I had a supporting role. And then this role came about, and the director Ed Eduardo Castrillo, mm-hmm. he basically came up to me and was like, "Hey, I think you'd be great for this role. Here's the script. Read it. Let me know what you think." And I said, yeah, <laughs> this is an awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome, uh, awesome story. And I'd love to, I'd love to be a part of it. So I didn't have to audition for this one, which is every actor is kind of like, you know, huh, thanks to be at this point. <laughs> but yeah, it's with a, it's with a crew that I've worked with before. So we're familiar with each other's work wow. and it's kind of a nice team that we have up here. Oh, salute to that folks. Definitely be on the lookout for that. How about Mr. Invincible, a comedy. Yeah, Mr. Invincible. So this was a film that was done by Maverick Studios over here in Cinequest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinequest is, you know, big in San oh, Jose yeah. area. Mm-hmm. You played and Mona. Festivals. Yeah, I play Mona. It's a, it's a small little supporting role. Mm-hmm. It's. I'm glad that I have a name for this character because she's actually a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, was, I was like? a little terrified that my credit was going to be like stripper number one. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Uh, they, gave, they gave me a role, f- a name. So I was like, uh, oh, thank goodness. With that being said, you don't see anything. I'm like fully dressed the entire time. Okay, but okay. I just, I interact with the main character. The concept of this film is... Mr. Invincible, so the main guy, uh, played by Jordan Fox, mm-hmm. he can't die. It's it's a dark comedy. He nice. His girlfriend breaks up with him, and he becomes very, very depressed, and he tries to commit suicide, but he can't die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And no one will believe him. So he starts, like, videotaping himself, trying right. to actually commit suicide, and... <laughs> You know, of course, YouTube thinks that it's all a hoax and it's just this crazy uh, dude who's like, trying to get publicity. But anyways, he blows up into this uh, Mr. Invincible character who becomes famous. And and the story goes on from there. It's, it's like a dark romantic comedy, I suppose. Very nice. Cool. Oh, we'll look out for that one, too. By the way, that yeah. should be uh, coming very soon. Talk with me, the uh, short uh, too as well. How did you, did you land that role? Where's that? Uh... This is very, very much in pre-production. Okay. Okay. Very much a pre-production. This is going to be actually. This is just a voiceover role for me. Oh, cool! My goodness, cool. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a short film about a radio DJ, and he takes all these various phone calls. And yeah, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. That way, either there's a couple of twists there. Okay. Okay. Cool. It's just a voiceover bit for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you've got so much stuff going on here, Jackie. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about while I have you on air? Because I definitely want to talk about you know, the feature to that you have in motion too as well but uh is there anything else that uh you have in motion that you would want to chat about yeah the other thing so i just got cast in this web series it's called represent Mm. and this is not this is like the first mention of it publicly i actually had to clear it (laughs) with the director love that afternoon this is absolutely exclusive yeah i just went through the audition process for it and i just got cast in this web series as one of the leads nice so that's awesome very exciting represent is going to be a comedy about the industry basically Ooh. it's two women mm-hmm. who are the leads myself and uh, this other girl emily scott and we basically are actresses and we are auditioning and we are struggling and we just can't figure out how to break into this 
this world of Hollywood. So it's kind of a comedy in that it reflects on, you know, the disparities between men and women. Mm, yeah. Ethnicities coming into play, you know, the, the, the racisms or the genderisms or the, you know, like all of these little nuances that yeah. come into it. Right. We make fun of how, you know, oh, don't you hate having to make sure that there's no nudity in a role before you take it? Like, don't you hate how <laughs> your big scene only has like four lines? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Just kind of touching on that. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited to be a part of it. It's going to be, you know, mildly political. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once it starts shooting again. So this is going to start in, I want to say late September. Okay. Yeah. I, my schedule is a little preoccupied with the film I'm producing until then. So we've been talking back and forth and I think it's going to be probably around mid or late September that it'll start. Okay, fantastic. Wow, congratulations on that. That'll be fun. I love those web series. They're just fantastic. It's so great. I oh know. My goodness gracious. Oh, I love them so much. The, the film you're you know, obviously working on now, a psychological thriller. Can you talk about that a bit? I can, sure. I'll I'm, talk as much as I can without giving things away. Yeah, yeah, just a little so, bit. <laughs> it's titled Look so Into it's the Fire. Called, it's called Look Into the Fire. It is a psychological thriller. It's got a little bit of horror mixed into it. Nice. The kind of the tone of the show I'm I'm trying to like give comparisons is a blend between Shutter Island, Memento, mm -hmm. and Misery. Oh, nice. So, My God. Is yeah, so we're kind of taking fantastic. influences from all three of those films, so very strong influences. Like, I feel like when you see the final film, you'll be like, I see exactly what came from where. So the storyline is, it's about a group of neuropsychology grad students, mm -hmm. and they get an assignment, you know, we, we want you to do some sort of analysis and, you know, lab experiments and report on it, blah, blah, blah. And they choose something very elementary and trivial, like, oh, let's do about dreams. And then the main character, Adam, is kind of like, well, let's do something more substantial, guys. Like, mm. come on. We have the potential to, like, really make a discovery or really, you know, do something interesting. So right. he proposes he proposes an experiment where you go into someone's mind to retrieve their memories. Oh, okay. okay. So he, he's kind of proposing this, right? And they do this experiment. He volunteers himself. They do this experiment and things go wrong. Uh, he wakes up and his memory's been wiped. He doesn't remember anything at all. So his friends are all freaking out. He's all freaking out. And, you know, they take him home. They, they're kind of wondering what to do. When he wakes up the next day, he starts getting a little bit of memory back, but there's other memories mixed in. Uh, he starts having these like horrific visions mm -hmm. and uh, these bad dreams and he doesn't know what's real and what's not he doesn't remember what's a real memory what is a fabricated memory what's a delusion so he wants to figure it out he wants to get to the bottom of this oh nice as that memento part right there right 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 <laughs> and so then as he starts digging there's people in his life that don't want him to remember mm. So then it also turns into, well, what really happened? But also, like, who can I trust? Right. 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 Mm. So I'll just, I'll stop there. I think that's enough. Of oh, yeah. That's, that's juicy. By the way, mm -hmm. with that, obviously, are you writing it? How are you? I know you're the producer on it. Did you write this or? No, no. So this is a script that was written by my good friend, Tim Morrill. Okay, cool. He is also, he's going to be directing this. He's directed a number of short films and he's done a lot of work in the commercial world up here as well. Mm -hmm. And he had this script that he'd been sitting on for about three years and was like, this is what I want to be my feature debut. Yeah. So he approached me about 
the script saying, hey, I'd like you to read for this role if you'd be interested in doing taking on this role. And I read it and I was like, you know what? I, I want to take this role, but also I really like the story. Like, nice. It was yeah. one of the scripts that actually compelled me, right? Yeah. So I said, who's making this? Who's doing this? Like, who are you reaching out to? And Tim is part of my, you know, filmmaking family up here on Sia Films, who I'm doing The Pining with and also Hunting Season. Mm, yeah, right. Mm. You know, we're, mm. we're kind of like a little, yeah, you know, well, uh, band of filmmakers. Oh, we work yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> So he's like, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, bringing it over here. And I was like, you know, that's a great idea, but I want to be more involved. Nice. I want to you know, try my hat at producing this. And, and the nice thing is, is like I was able to bring on another circle of filmmaker friends that are, are super talented by Burnout Pictures. Uh, yeah. Bo Campbell is the leader of the group over there. And so I was able to take this opportunity, this film opportunity, and kind of bring these two worlds together. Wow. And everyone is able to contribute like the best of what they do. So I'm super, super pumped for this. I'm confident in my entire crew. We just finished the casting for it. Nice. Yeah, it's really, it's really great. Long. So we going through the script and we've, we, you know, we, it went through a number of revisions, but essentially Tim's, he wrote it. He's going to be directing it. I'm producing and starring in it, but I've got, you know, my share of influences over the, the final vision of the picture. Oh, and God. the best part about this is we're all in really good hands because we've all worked together before. Right. And yeah, even though it's like my first time producing and I mean, it's not Tim's first time directing. He's directed many things before, like I said, but yeah. a feature length film is a slightly oh, yeah. different it's an animal so right so it's nice that we're working with people that have themselves directed produced distributed like successfully done this several times so they're kind of mentoring us and kind of guiding us so to speak and it's a very like safe way mm, <laughs> safe yeah. way to do this oh um, god that sounds exciting my goodness gracious really really, mm, really great very very interesting wow <laughs> huh. we're going to look out for that project my goodness it sounds like things are moving forward Really quickly, too, which is great. By the way, do you have locations down where you want to shoot it at? Yeah, so um, everyone in the production is based out of Bay. Nice. I, you know, I do traveling back and forth, but since everyone is up here and, you know, it was, the story was conceived here, we are going to film up here in San Francisco. We have, I'd say, half of our locations locked down and the other half we're still scouting for, but it, it is moving along. And, you know, we got all the hard stuff out of the way first because we knew if we couldn't get those and you know, production would have to be delayed or halted or whatnot. And we didn't want to do that. So we've gotten all the difficult things out of the way first. And now we're just kind of plugging and chugging based on the schedule and availability. Wonderful. I love the Bay Area, by the way. I'd love to shoot something up that area. <laughs> it's just awesome. I, I really do. It's one of my favorite yeah. places, especially as a techie too. But it's scenic. It's just a different vibe there too as well. Yeah. It's yeah. totally different. It's expensive as hell though. That's for sure. Oh my. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we not talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. It's no joke. Oh. Uh, we got another question here from the chat. Yeah. Deborah wants to know, since you're a supporter of women in film, you know, is there a female director that you would like to work with? Mm. Great question, by the way. Patty Jenkins? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good. Um, yeah. Any other? There, there, well, as far as, like, big Hollywood directors go, I mean, she's definitely up there. I mean, with yeah. Wonder Woman, she did just now. I mean, me wanting to do superhero movies. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, my. that would be a dream. You know, it's, it's a really great movement this whole like women in film thing you know it's, it's getting a lot more attention and it's getting a lot more like credibility for lack of a better word you know we're getting a lot more credibility for this i've noticed ever since i put on the producer hat for my film i'm getting a lot more support from other women too you know they're yeah. like if there's anything that you need let us know like you know we're really really working hard to try and bring each other up together 
you know, support each other, as opposed to resorting to like, you know, the catty reputation that women can have sometimes. Hmm. This new series represents that web series I mentioned earlier. This is going to be directed by a female director, Marissa Vaughn, Um, the writer, Emily Scott. Mm -hmm. She'll be uh, starring in it as well. So Emily sounds familiar. I don't know why she sounds familiar. I don't know. So hey, she's yeah. a spunky redhead. You should look her up. Yeah, yes. She sounds really familiar. Hmm. It's like it's really great. And the more I surround myself with the you know empowering women, it's just it's really inspiring. It's right. really really inspiring. Oh, good stuff. Appreciate that question there, Deborah. That is a excellent question. It's something that I wanted to touch base on too. It's interesting this the women in film movement. I think it's fantastic, and I think you know just any type of fellowship like that and unity is so so critical especially in film i think more folks ought to do that uh to be honest with you so many different groups because the numbers for diversity for gender and equality it just can go through the list are just so ridiculous still but i think a lot of people are starting to change that and obviously working to change that and actively trying to change that so i'm really excited to see what happens here in the future that's for sure Yeah, we have a ways to go. We're in the right direction, but we do have a ways to go still. (laughs) Right, right, absolutely. Now, we are approaching here the end of this program, Jackie. I want to ask you, I've got some folks that may need some advice. Maybe they want to do what you're doing right now. Maybe they're just trying to figure this thing out, and maybe they don't have the resources. Is there any advice that you would give that individual or those individuals that might be listening right now? If they wanted to become an actor, if they wanted to branch into the world of entertainment? Maybe a bit of both, yeah. Any advice that you'd like to share in terms of both? I'm sure you have a lot of experience to draw from. and Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, one, you got to actually just go and do it. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people spend so much time waiting for the right moment or waiting for, there's always a reason to delay. That's what I've discovered. There's always a reason to not do something, even for, um, you know, other actors that, you know, have one foot in the door already, you know, things like, oh, but I want to get an agent. It's like, well, go get an agent, go apply, go submit yourself. And they're like, well, I don't have headshots yet, or I don't have this yet. Like waiting for everything to be perfect is never going to happen. So just go for it and then fill in the blanks as you go, you know, like just because you don't have proper headshots doesn't mean that you shouldn't be submitting. There's plenty of opportunities, especially if you're starting out indie films, short films, like go on backstage.com, look in your area, go in. I say even go on Craigslist, take that with a grain of salt and be very judicious. Absolutely, but right. <laughs> like when you're starting out, like, you know, there's so many, you want to take those nude roles on a Craigslist. No, there, be very, very careful. Oh you know, listen to your gut. <laughs> But they are out there. And a lot of times, like, there's local, you know, film schools, especially if you don't live in a major market, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if you don't live in a metropolitan area, go to your local community theater, audition there, just get a little bit of work, get your feet wet, get a little bit of experience, talk to other people that you could be working with and kind of pick their brains and see how they're doing in their area. Because every location is different, too. You know, the advice that I would give for San Francisco is not applicable to L.A. and the advice I give for LA is not applicable to New York and so forth. So, true. so right. just actually get out there and do it. You know, just take that first step, take the leap. Right. With that being said, be responsible. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Cause you can waste time. Actually, you can waste time and you can waste a lot of money and you yes. can waste a lot of stress and just acting. Well, anything in this industry for that matter, it takes time yeah. because it's not an overnight thing. 
no one gets discovered anymore. I hate saying it. It oh, sounds yeah, so true. like pessimistic, but no, it's true. Be responsible. You know, like if you look at someone who's like, oh my God, this person is everywhere now, go on their IMDb page. Chances are they've been working for 10 years. Yep. It's a 10 year at least. At industry. least, you know, people, it's a grind, you know? Mm-hmm. So plan accordingly. Don't have, keep your expectations grounded and understand that this is a career for the long haul, not an overnight thing. Have a little bit of money set aside for a rainy day because when you're starting out, it's going to take time for you to kind of get a resume, to get a reel, to get a reputation, to get your contacts together. When I first started out, I mean, I I was doing a ton of background work because that you don't have to audition for. They just book you based on how you look if they need you. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But I did a ton of background work. And as far as like any like real, like substantial acting audition kind of roles go, I maybe booked maybe one every two, three months. Yeah. If that, mm-hmm. for like student films, everyone has to start somewhere. That's where I started. With that being said, I made little to no money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. That's the the stigma of like, waitressing or bartending or you know driving for lyft or uber yeah you know you have to you have to be responsible about it find something that'll work for you find a balance and you know tell yourself that you're doing this because you enjoy doing it right because at the end of the day it's really stressful yeah and if you allow yourself to get discouraged which is easy which is very easy because you're being rejected all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's so many rejections before those yeses, right? And we, we try to find those yeses, right, Jackie? We, you want to yeah, find those yeses. Try to hold on to that, but you know, yeah. human nature, you tend to remember like the nose too. So, yep. you know, you just kind of have to prepare yourself for that. Mentally prepare yourself. Mentally, financially, and like emotionally prepare yourself oh, for that. So, so true. I think that is excellent advice right there. A lot of great advice. Absolutely. Just jump in and do it. Prepare yourself. And, you know, you never know what can happen. Uh, next thing you, you know, know. Yep. It's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy industry like that. Now, Jackie, I've got to do something here to you. Oh, God, mm-hmm. I hate to do this. I mean, <laughs> uh, this is rough. I mean, it's something I do to all of my guests. And you laugh about it now, but I don't know. Aww. You might not. You might be mad at me after this, but I've got sure. to do this. But it's one of those things where I'm going to ask you if you want to opt out before do this because I can't tell you what's on the other side of it. It's kind of one of those risks you have to take, you know, you've got, well, where's the fun in that? Let's go. Oh my God. So you want to dive right in here. You just, you don't even want to hesitate huh? you just want to dive right into this. Yeah. It's kind of my MO. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. All right. All right. Uh, oh, I'm going to give you one more second. Think about it for a second here. Sure. You want to go through with this? You sure you want to? Yeah. No, now that you're talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm All right then. You want to be bold about it? All right, well. <laughs> now I am frightened. <laughs> 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 I don't know what I'm expecting. Oh, my. All this for this, but uh, I hate to disappoint you, but this is the part of the show here where we ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves, Jackie. All that for a fun fact, right? Now, this fun fact has to be something, though, that people don't know about you. And I'm going to put the spotlight on you. Have you share a fun fact, something that people don't know about you that they will find out if they're listening to this right now. I see. So something that's not anywhere else. A completely unique fact. Oh, yes. Gosh. <laughs> 
I got into a lot of trouble when I was younger. Nice. <laughs> and actually, if my parents are listening in on this, then they're going to learn about this for the first time, too. Oh, <laughs> my. So I grew up in a small town in Florida where there's not a lot to do. Um, you go to the beach, you get into trouble. Basically, that's it. So, ah, uh, I would play hooky every once in a while. <laughs> and my friends and I, I hung out with like kind of the skater crowd. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. So I used to hang out with the skater crowds. And in Florida, we have a lot of these like, you know, condominiums where like nursing homes, and, like old people live there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we would skip school and we would go to these condominiums and we would just like skateboard through them. Not really causing trouble, but, you Uh-oh. know, we're just like, oh, those stick kids. And I, I, I grew up in a town, small town. There were only two Asian families there. So <laughs> everyone knows everyone. Everyone is an all up in everyone's business. I was seen by like some of the people that lived at this facility and they called my parents. They called my parents and oh, they were no. like, do you know where your daughter is right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened? So much. I was not in school. So they would send like a patrol car to like oh. go and pick you up and take you back to school. And oh, yeah, that's hardcore. So, they actually sent the patrol out for you. What? They, and they sent them to the beaches too. Cause a lot Jeez. of times you play, you go to the beach and they'll like go and they'll pick you up on the beach and just take you back to class <laughs> you know it's a small uh, town the PE didn't have much else to do <laughs> uh, hilarious anything else happened while you're out there playing hooky anything uh, uh you know um no nothing nothing too too incriminating okay. i i mean you know you usually like, just kids like playing yeah. hooky and minor uh no i don't want to say anything much <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you'd go there but oh bye we'll we'll leave there we'll leave some room for the yeah. imagination on that <laughs> i appreciate you <laughs> nothing, sharing nothing that. too bad <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a that's a good fun factor that's a that's a fun fun fact right there you got the got the old patrol ride there yeah. my goodness yeah. now how can folks get in contact with you so i am pretty accessible on social media i'm on it all the time i do have a website it's jackiedallas.com and then um, on facebook i go by jackie dallas i've got an actor page which is jackie dallas actress on twitter jack stallas and my instagram is jack stallas so yeah oh good those are the best ways to get in touch with me fantastic (laughs) well i'll tell you one thing it's been a pleasure to have you on the program here this evening i want to send a shout out to the folks in the chat those who are listening to this live really appreciate you tuning in on this hump day here on wednesday here and the folks that if you weren't listening to this live and you didn't get to uh, catch the live stream there make sure you check out the podcast version which will be uploaded here in the next few days but jackie i think it's time to uh fade out here what do you think all right it's that time well thank you so much max i had a really good time on the show great it has been a pleasure having you on the podcast and folks make sure you obviously check out everything that uh, she's doing follow her and on that note that was jackie dallas again thanks folks for tuning in tonight we're gonna say some closing remarks here after this little break here after the song and uh yeah let's uh let's sign off here i think it's time to to get some food Bye, everyone. Thank you. Absolutely. It's been a <laughs> pleasure having you on the podcast. Again, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to say some closing remarks here, and uh, we'll be back with more after this break.
And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast. Before we wrap, oh God, we've got to thank our guest, Miss Jackie Dallas. What a great, great discussion that was. Very insightful and, my goodness, also very inspiring. Really appreciate her taking the time out of her evening to come on this podcast. Also want to thank everyone listening. My gosh, I appreciate you all listening to that live feed and all the wonderful questions there. Make sure you tune into the next episode, which will be in a couple of days there, but... I have to tell you, these these listeners, man, it's, it's that's what it's all about right there. We do this for you, and obviously a show would not exist without you listening. So please continue to spread the word about this podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Have some friends come into the chat, you know, ask some questions. We'll make sure we get it out there to our guests. On that note, dream big.